0: button looking for something new in dark fantasy humor space exploration time travel alternative history they're in the l ron hubbard presents writers of the future anthology get the 10 volume box set with 159 stories and full color illustrations plus 34 articles with writings and art tips Get the UPRN discount, $125 for the entire box set. That's a $60 savings for that beautiful box set. L. Ron Hubbard presents Writers of the Future. Go to Talkradio.com, click on the link, and place your order. Okay. Looking for something
1: new in sci-fi or fantasy? Check out what Brandon Sanderson, Orson Scott Card, Nettie Okorafor, and others chose as the best news stories of the year in the L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future anthology. From 24 award-winning authors and illustrators, plus art and writing tips and bonus stories, L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future. Buy your copy at galaxypress.com, Amazon, or wherever books are sold.
0: L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future yes okay how's everybody doing tonight i know it's been a while since we've been live on uf undercover Jay's with me tonight um well there's been a lot of shows Well, oh, there's been some really good shows playing over the last two months it's just not on more live i know for a lot of people who wrote to me and said why weren't you answering questions because they weren't live <laughs> it, was a, it was a repeat <laughs> <laughs> and some of the some of the audio is really good you can't tell it's it's a, a repeat and some of it is older and you can hear the you know, before we were on this smooth inside the computer systems that really doesn't have anywhere to pick up any weird sounds or shh and, and stuff like that that's picking up from the air around you. Well, funa is a bitch, people. It is much more delicate than people realize. I mean, really and truly, it's not It's not for – Um, you really got to have your chit together if you really want to be putting a good performance out every week or every day for that matter. Uh, well, there's a lot – you see people tell me all the time, well, you know, podcasters have a lot of problems. Well, you know what? AM and FM have a lot of problems, too. I hate to be the one to break y'all's heart on this. Uh, our stations go down regularly. <laughs> they have crackling problems, whistling problems, uh, weird problems. Not so much for the FM um, music. Is this for more for the talk than the music? Because yeah. music, for some reason, you just don't really notice it, even though you know what's going on uh for some reason you don't know it's in a talk you really do because it's right usually writing something you want to hear you're like what? wait what what what? oh yeah. come on please
2: if you have bad weather you get bad reception yeah
0: you know no, radio a, hard Narcos, um anybody out there? y'all should pop in we're trying to get y'all to get into one of the you the youtube chat rooms um ufo paranormal radio or um uh, what's the other one? Gods, extraterrestrials, and crazy people. No, that's not the actual name. <laughs> it's, that it's, describes all of us. Oh it's man, it's something like that. Uh, <laughs> I know it's sad. I don't know my own names and my own stations. Uh, welcome, welcome, everybody. I hope really everybody's going to join tonight. So we're going we're going to cross a lot of topics tonight. Um, being that we're back, of course, we're going to address the con the Congress shit. Oh, I mean the Congress stuff. Beep beep. Uh, you can tell I've been on <laughs> that lately. Jay, Jay's bad on Friday nights. He, he brings out the badness. On, oh, and God, and Jack. Oh, man, you see y'all missing out. Friday night right now, we're the triple J's, and it's trouble on Friday night. Uh, oh, yeah. They're a bad. They're, they're bad influence on me, people. Oh, yes. I'm on peace, love, and light and stuff. And it's because like, we're, we're bachelors. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's, uh, we're talking about news on the flip side on Friday night. Actually, when Jay's on, he's usually doing four hours. Not always, but usually, because he's on uh, Church of Mavis with Uncle Pritchard. Yes, you know Uncle Pritchard, yep. uh, the Pritchard mine. But anyway, uh, we had a lot of stuff we want to talk about. Four hours with Joe. So we're going to start out. We, we, before I put this first article up, we're going to start out with one of my favorite people, Elon F. N. Musk. Yes, F. Oh N. yeah, Musk. your boyfriend. Okay. Yeah. So Elon, yes, yeah, so I do have a personal man personally If he was a female, I'd be I'd be, I'd be like, baby, I'm sorry. <laughs> moving to where the hell is he living? At. <laughs> and uh, it's a uh, oh, I was no. Well, he's he's because. There's a certain thing about elon that a lot of y'all aren't catching one he's just he's brilliant but it's, it's not that he's so much that he's brilliant he's he's really good at figuring out problems and if he can't figure it out he's really good at finding people who can figure who it can, out yeah yeah so most he's people don't realize this it. but on almost all of spacex stuff not so much tesla but on all, all spacex and a couple of his other projects he's got his hands on him. He's he's in the middle of the science with the scientists uh Tesla's not as much because Tesla was kind of an established deal when it started. And it's just a matter of rolling on. But
2: and he was kind so, of a side partner there anyway. He didn't he didn't start Tesla. No, he, he didn't bought bought start it. Tesla. He
0: bought he yeah, bought he it. Bought he it somehow he ended up with control of Tesla because again, he's smart. Um and now now it's sometimes sometimes his smartness don't show like it should, like the way he bought Twitter. He did this for us, by the way. He he wasted 40 40 billion dollars. Yeah, 40 billion. He wasted it. So that you and I and other people could know what the government was actually doing, the crap was coming. Yeah, across Facebook Twitter. and then wouldn't fess up, so he bought it and released it. Yeah, of course it hurt his company, it hurt his other company too. But he took the he didn't yeah. even bitch,
2: hurt his wallet too. I mean, forty yeah. billion. Oh, well, I mean, think about it. Like well, it was million, more than forty but-
0: because Tesla dropped a hundred billion, so yeah. he went from first all the way to like sixth,
2: seventh oh, or man. eighth. Yeah,
0: yeah. It, was, it was bad. He's back at first now. Him and, well, the uh, other guy is not from America. The three people battling for first right now, are one of them, two are from America. It's Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk, and um, uh, Carlos. Not think he's Arab. Uh, um,
2: Arab or Audi? No, actually,
0: Audi Arabs don't seem to make the list all that much. It's it's like uh, believe it or not, South American people, or maybe Central American, or maybe even North American. Yeah. But um, what's that? I want to say it's Carlos. I, I just read this the other day. Uh, when we were doing this news Friday night, actually read it. But anyway, we'll get into that, to that later on. So Elon's out here. Okay, he's serious about Mars now. So, you know, most people know he's building the spaceship to go to Mars. People don't realize, though, he's also building the lunar lander for the spaceship Artemis, which is the NASA's one going back to the moon. He mm-hmm. also helped NASA design 27 houses, which are supposed to be built in the next five years on the moon, for people to start living there. So they're going to need course, scientists who are going to be doing whatever they're going to be doing while they're living there, but they're going to need electricians and janitors and plumbers. and Tradesmen. Uh, that's right. And this, this is one thing about the tradesmen guys. Y'all will always have a job. You no, know, where, you no, know, whatever we do, however we do it in space, you will always be needed because I hate to say this. I've watched PhDs try to fix a toilet, and, just <laughs> 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 and you know it ain't rocket science, either, people. But still, it's not. Um, no, it's, it's <laughs> it really not rocket science. It. Um, it's but the point is, is he he just has a knack of getting things done. So, so they're talking about that. He's talking about what's going on Mars now. Remember, people think Elon's younger than he is because he's had a little work. He's fifty two, yeah. if I he's remember, in, remember. Yeah, it's
2: in his fifties, and I mean he yeah. looks like he's in his. Late thirties, early forties, but yeah, money will prolong your life. I mean, look at look at Bill Shatner; he's mm. he's pushing ninety. Well, I think what Elon's <laughs> he case, He looks like he's in his sixties.
0: It's for dating him goth chicks to drink blood, so that's probably what happened to Elon. But no, I'm just kidding yeah. people. Anyway, You could
2: also be drinking the blood of, of sacrificial virgins as well. You never know. Uh, yes, you general. never know.
0: But <laughs> And and some of these really, really rich people might have access to stuff we don't know about. So. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, uh,
2: they, they, they definitely. They, well, just just the plain fact of the money that they have is just pure access to daily medical care, which well, would be ask, enough to like, at least pr- prolong your life 20, 30 years.
0: Yeah, they asked William the other day about, um, why do you think you live so long? He said, because I don't want to die and I got things I want to do and I like to work. And and he's he stays healthy. Um, well, if you can keep the stress off your life, you've probably added twenty years to your life. But that's for another show. That's not for this one. That's for a whole. If, if you can get
2: through life without have, getting into booze or drugs as well, that'll definitely prolong your life. Yes, yeah,
0: drugs, drugs, sex, drugs, and alcohol. Pick your pick your poison. But anyway, getting back to Elon, because I'm sure he's done those three things that we've just talked about. So you know he's 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 building so. His goal is, in case y'all didn't know this, to put 42,000 Earthlink satellites into orbit. So these things all link together. I forgot what they call them, but they link in the groups and they link together. And they cover the whole entire planet. So Elon, because he thinks about you and I, and he don't want you to to see these other things, he paints the one side black so you never notice it uh, when it's in the sky. You can't see it. And uh, whereas other satellites don't even bother. They're all shining and sparkling. And
2: you can see yeah, in certain areas, you can see a satellite fly. And
0: and now he's designing them to be instead of like this, like this. So there's hardly any surface to see. Uh, So he's thinking about it. But y'all don't understand. This is just a test. This is the future Internet of Mars. He's already starting to to shelf some to go to Mars. So when they start shipping stuff to Mars, he's going to be shipping Earthlings there. Probably with less than three or four years, there'll be five or six thousand of them floating around in the skies. there. that's a lot, uh, to Earthling, and then you know, give him, give him five years, you'll have the whole Mars covered in Earthling satellites. So, Mars is coming alive, people. As long as we don't blow ourselves up off the planet, he's bringing Mars alive. He'd keep cutting
2: his finger off that red button
0: now. Now, so let's get to the, to the evil part of Elon Musk. So, now we know all this is going on, he's got all these great things on, he's got the little thing in your brain so you can work your car you can fly everything you do whatever you want never have to use a finger again because the little device in your brain uh will work everything for you and it'll get you instant information sounds like marty mcfly man but anyway so he's got all this going on so now you know at 70 he's going to move to mars and he's going to be living on mars and then all of a sudden one afternoon all the earthling satellites around earth all forty-two thousand, are going to open up and (laughs)
2: You can just burn the planet to... There gross. won't be
0: no more Earth. I mean, there won't be no <laughs> more humans left. And this will just be the big zoo and let it recover for 10,000 years as they terraform Mars. They have two worlds. Oh, no. I'm I, Whoever wrote me that. No, I'm teasing. As far as I know, he's... But for some reason, and I say this a lot, for some reason, he gives me the feel of the guy from uh Moonraker. The evil guy Drax. from Moonraker. Yeah. He, you know, he's he's all brilliant and genius. and He's changing the world and saving things and helping things. And then one day, oh, guess what? <laughs> You're all dead now. Now we're gonna start our <laughs> own world. You think about yeah. it. Y'all think I'm joking? He's already got ten kids. He's planning on having ten more. Yeah. He's got his own progeny to go forth with. He's, he's building his own with.
2: army, one son and child at a time.
0: As far as I know, only one of his kids don't like him. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna get into why. That's for another show as well. But anyway. So you have this great man out there who is really truly trying to change the world for the better and for us. I can't get point past the point that he's actually doing it for us. Somebody said, Well, Steve Jobs was like that. Well, Steve Jobs was kind of like that, really. He wanted to change the world for us, but he had a little bit different goals. Actually, Bill Gates is like that, was like that in the beginning. He wanted to change the world for the better, but then he got what most people get is effing greedy. And of course, now he's in India, you know, doing eugenics. That's that's another show <laughs> in itself. That's like five shows now we've come up with just sitting here. But it is important uh, to know that there are men like Elon and Jeff Bezos and a few others out there that are really trying to make the difference. And I watched a show on rocketry the other day. So get this, get this, y'all gonna love this. Ninety percent of all the companies building rockets today around the world are all eli alumnus they all came from spacex the four biggest ones in the road with the exception of jeff bezos and virgin are all eli alumnus they all came from spacex that's just oh shoot he's changing the world. he's not even trying to change it; he's changing the world it amazes me some of the stuff this guy's doing uh he does worry me though i mean i'm not gonna lie i mean things like putting chips in your brains and You know, covering the earth and satellites always bothers me just a little bit. I mean, I don't know what's on them satellites. You know, that could be lasers. That could be some little poison. Just could be Andromeda strain as far as we know. (laughs) Well, yeah, you know, a lot of people, you you chose kidding. Well, yeah, I am kidding. But you never know what I'm not. I mean, come on, look what's going on in Israel right now. Two days ago, everybody all happy. and People uh, and babies getting their heads chopped off. So, I mean, it just tells you that you never know what's going to happen the next day. Even the greatest people in the world didn't even predict this. Even the greatest militaries didn't know this was going to happen. And it did. So don't be surprised when other stuff happens. No, we're going to actually talk about Dr. Greer in just a little while. First off, though, we're going to start out with this link right here. Now, there's a few of these floating around now. Uh, let me see if I can straighten it out for y'all a little bit. Dun, 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 dun,
2: dun, dun. It's anything so far. Oh, what's that? Oxygen?
0: So that's, I know what it is, Ed, so. Anyway, I don't know why y'all not seeing any, but let me see if I can boost it up on here, so. I don't know, I guess it's not going to let me. Anyway, NASA has just discovered the strongest proof of alien existence so far. So recently, <clears throat> not, and, and it's probably been more than recently, but recently, because we, we're going to give NASA the benefit of the doubt here. Uh, NASA has been really lucky in finding stuff with the James Webb Telescope. Even Hubble's recently found stuff. Some of the probes recently suggested that there's life on Mars, Europa, Titan, uh, maybe even Venus. So, yeah, I think there might be something alive in the atmosphere of Venus. And I use be- the Venus word. Venus is
2: minor. a Venus is a bit closer than the other three. I don't know. I don't know what I don't know about Titan. The other three moons that might have life on them are Enceladus on Saturn. Europa and Io on Jupiter, uh, possibly Mars. I think, we know for a fact Mars had life. They've discovered that.
0: Well, we're pretty sure now that there's life now on Mars. Now, life on Mars now. But uh, what it's going to be is is seems to be the argument. So the old argument was, uh, is there was there life on Mars, and it seems like yes there was, and the new argument is and kind of always has been, can there be life on Mars now, and if there is, what is it? Well, half the people are going to argue against it totally. No, there's no life on Mars. There can't be life on Mars. I don't know why scientists forget about subsurface climates. It, it bothers me sometimes because <clears throat> we get some brilliant people on this planet, and yet they don't think that you know a, a cavern under the ground with water um, that has a, 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 a maybe a spring fed or something just fed just water there. Something's growing there. It's going to create methane. It's going to create oxygen. It's going to create life. Now, what it's going to be and how long, What you know, it could be anything. It could be a plant. It could be a mouse. It could be any damn thing because we don't know what it's going to be. Because remember, when you actually see anything that evolved on Mars, it's not going to look like something that evolved here. I mean, Mars is one-sixth Earth's gravity. No, it's a one-third Earth's gravity.
2: One-third Earth's gravity.
0: Yeah, yeah, one-third. So that means your body parts are going to be different. You're probably going to be taller, skinnier, linkier. Um you're not going to probably know what stairs are because you're not going to really need them. You'll be able to reach out and just pull yourself up It's or just jump up. So the, the types of animals here will look different. Birds would need wings in the thing, in the way we think of wings. Um, so it, it's, it's all that has to be taken into consideration when we're looking for life. Because, you know, a lot of scientists just want to look for life here. And the reason they said Titan, by the way, um, why is my phone buzzing? Uh, they said Titan because... It's got, um, it's got so much volcanic stuff on it. They're pretty sure they're going to find the same type of microbes and stuff that they find like around black smokers and volcanoes and stuff. Um, that's micro, bio, microbiological life. Sorry, guys. Yeah, they're talking about teensy little things. Um, stuff you would find around like uh, Old smokey and places. Not Old Smoky, um, the geyser. Uh, what's the damn name of the damn geyser? I don't forget the name of the geyser. Old faithful, uh, all around. All yeah, faithful. that's it, life yeah. all around it. Yeah. Well, recently, and I'll tell you what did this. The non-planet Pluto did this. So Pluto made them have to rethink everything and how they because they think Pluto's got an active system on it. There may be life on Pluto. There they may be life at in,
2: least plate tectonics anyway.
0: Yeah, and there might even be life on Charon. It's just. They've realized that this thing's a fresh water on, it has movement, it's not it's a it's it may be considered a planetoid, but it's it's turning out to be more of a planet than Mars or Venus. So it was just surprising to find it way out there on the end of the solar system. Well, not the end, the two thirds of the way of solar system, and uh and it's it's just not what we thought. Everybody said the same thing. Everybody, what did they say? Jay, what did they say? It's gonna be a frozen ball. Just like a rock, a just frozen yeah. rock, and but it, and it wasn't.
2: apparently has enough internal heat to have whatever surface features there are there moving.
0: Yeah, well, you got to think it's <clears throat> Charon's pulling on it, and then what um, is it? Neptune or Uranus? One of them also has gravitational pull on it, so it's probably great oh, probably both.
2: They're so big versus how small Pluto is. They probably yeah, that's true. Have. They
0: are, and they're out there, so. <laughs> Well, people, you don't see that's why they think a lot of the moons are going to turn out to be. Remember, and I know people don't realize this, but Jupiter and Saturn have a buttload of moons. No, I mean a buttload, um, over a hundred.
2: So Saturn has like eighty-three moons. Mm-hmm. Jupiter has 60, 62 moons. I think uh Neptune has seventeen or twenty, and Uranus. I'm not sure, but they're up in the teens, twenties, thirties, something yeah, like that. It's
0: it's just the the amount of moons is is outrageous. So. The odds of finding life on these moons go way, way up. And we've only really ever looked at five or six of them that we considered uh, good. Now there may even be a few more that we made. And then there's the Oort cloud. We don't know what we're going to find in the Oort cloud. Uh, A bunch of Orcs. Yeah, well, everything out there should be just big frozen balls floating around in space. But all of a sudden, so is Pluto. So we have to think that we could be wrong. Now, the Oort clouds way out there on the edge of the solar system.
2: Yeah, um, it, that is considered the very boundary in the beginning of and or end of our solar system, depending on which way you're heading into. Yes, it or out Harry, of it.
0: that is where planet X lives. Yeah, look, I'm all for it. I'm, look, prove it to me. I'll be good to go. They,
2: they know it's out there. They know there's something big out there tugging on Pluto, Uranus, Neptune, Saturn. They know it's out there. They just don't know where it's in. A, it's in a Lagrange point where it can't be seen.
0: I don't know. If people know Jay's talking about a planet being after you talking about planet X, which is you know, every 3600 years the aliens come by and visit. No, yeah, we're not, we're not going there. Nibiru, I don't know about that, but yeah, there, is, well, there is a
2: large spatial body in the between the Oort cloud and Pluto that's dragging on Pluto and Neptune and other small bodies out there. We don't know what it is, it's probably a planet, but it's in such a Lagrange point that you can't see it with any of our scopes or devices yet.
0: If they ever get an idea where it is, they'll send the probe out to look for it. But they don't really have any idea where it is right now. Well, there's nothing against it, there's no sunlight or any, any reflections to find it by. Um, we just know by the gravity that something's out there, and it could be a big field of of, of asteroids clustered up together. That is true, it could be, but more than likely, it's, it's a decent sized planet. Um, we're gonna find out one of these days, yeah, whatever there it
2: is, is, it has its own gravity well,
0: yeah. What, well, yeah, it, it, we'll find out. No, but you're talking about Nerebro. First off,
2: it's
0: real quick, real quick, five. real, real quick. So, Nereid, which you know was supposed to come by every thirty-six hundred years. First off, it's five times the size of Earth. If it even got close to us, it would crush us. We would be like that asteroid belt in 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 between Mars and Jupiter, which is probably is Planet Ten or Planet Nereid. It probably was it, it it probably coming was through. Yeah, it, it, it probably got caught one time coming through by Mars and got, I mean, by Jupiter and got crushed. Uh, I, I wouldn't even rule out but the real problem for y'all are your arguments is is i don't want to don't want to be the ones that break your heart but the Aztecs the Mayans, the Incans even the toltecs were great astronomers and you know what so were the Chinese and the Egyptians and they chart no planet in the sky in the last five thousand years that that it comes to nerebra now the sumerians talk about this earthly body about the size of a moon that came close to earth and, and parked and was causing wreaking all kinds of havocs on the oceans and the tides. Why the aliens built their colony here, their two great dome cities and then left. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's true either. I wasn't here.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> you know, I mean, I'd like you to say, Oh yeah. Well, no, there's a lot of stuff that leads back to them. Two great white dome cities. It was human type aliens. They talk about, and the Sumerians talk about them. And then the Dogon talk about the reptilians that used to go down there and steal, the Sumerian women and rape them and bring them back pregnant, and the, the children that were pregnant. I mean, the women was pregnant, children were different when they were born. We all thought they looked different, but when you worked it out, it was that they acted differently, they became self-aware. The yeah. first race of humans was not not self-aware in the way in the way we are. They didn't challenge their master, they didn't say why. Uh, they, they really did things like procreate, eat crap, pretty much like a cow for the most part. Um, well, I
2: mean, according to some of the legends, though the Sumerians, the Sumerian legends, uh, the the Anunnaki at first, they, you know, there were several experiments, like three or four or five different. Oh yeah, the seven creations of us.
0: man is what they call. And it. In the
2: first couple attempts, they didn't. They weren't the 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 slave labor force was not uh, permitted to uh, procreate on their own. They were they were basically uh, uh, neuter. They didn't have. Yeah. They, they, yeah, they were male and female, but they didn't. They weren't. They didn't have the gene. uh, pool to make to make children. And then they realized that the, the tasks were so hard for these laborers, even though they were designed on this planet, uh, that they were losing workers faster than they could replace them. So then they went and they created what is us, called the, in the uh, Sumerian word Adamu, meaning the first ones, the first ones who could breed on their own, uh, so that they the, the Nananaki weren't constantly repairing and replacing the, their clones and other things that were just not they weren't yeah, they weren't but, doing the task fast enough, and they were losing fast lo- losing orcas yeah. faster than replacing them. So
0: that's what they talk about when they, when you get into it. The the first Sumerian of us is not is not our direct descendants. They didn't have a reptilian section in their brain. We do, yeah. uh, so it shows you. So the Sumerians talk about this in great detail. They talk about the seven creations of man with the race that he was talking about. The seventh race were humans. And they were our, our ancestors or descendants, but they were altered before they became us. So the reptilians, somewhere along the line, when all this was going on, started stealing their people. The children were born; they had a reptilian section in their brain. They became not violent. They became self-aware to what was going on. They were no longer going to be a slave race. That was it for them. And Samaria fell. And it's, it's pretty well documented, actually. Um, so there's
2: also some fascinating stuff about their astronomy work too. Is, is yeah. in that, that same time frame. We all know the biblical story of Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, Well, you know, we haven't found those cities. We think we have found a similar uh, uh, site with these three cities. And one of the cities, I believe, is called Zoar. Uh, But in any event, there's this clay tablet written in Sumerian cuneiform that describes this uh, body of fire flying through. It flies across the the skies over Europe, uh, makes a mad dash, Towards the Middle East, across the, mid, the the Mediterranean, and then lands on top of these three cities and destroys them. Uh, and, and it was actually described as an airburst. This meteorite on this this clay tablet, and current current uh, thinking and current science points to the fact that these three cities that were destroyed probably were the the biblical Sodom and Gomorrah, and there was one other city that was destroyed, but they, it's not written in the Bible.
0: Well, th- there seemed to be a lot of that going on. I mean, they just, they're just seen. I mean, and there was so many stories. I mean, you had the Sumerians talking about the human type aliens. You had the, the Dogon talking about the reptilian type aliens. The Greys were nowhere to be seen at this time, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't come until later. And uh, the problem with all these dates are was it 6,000 years ago or was it 60,000 years ago?
2: Or 16.
0: Or 16. Yeah, we just, <laughs> well, we know thanks to, um, Thanks, thanks to the not to the to the Egyptians, we do know that something happened. Well, it's not just the Egyptians, but thanks to the Seven Wonders of Man, we know something happened around twelve thousand five hundred years ago. So, and the reason I say this is, ladies and gentlemen, is we're going to go through this real fast because I don't want to waste all this time too much. But the three spirit, the three pyramids of Giza, only line up with Orion at twelve thousand five hundred BC. That's why you got to go back ten
2: thousand five
0: hundred BCE. Yeah. Was 12,500 years ago. So, T yeah, right. Oh, 10,500 yeah. B. Yeah. So, yeah, because we're 2000 AD. So, no, you're right. 10,000 J's right. 10,000 is 12,500 years ago. So, 10,500 BC because we're 2000 AD now. So, um, yeah, <laughs> we got to forget. We got to go backwards on one and fuss on the other. Yeah. But anyway, anyway.
2: Robert Bovall, who did some of the, and, and, and Dr. West, who did some of the pr- preliminary work on that, um, that area. Uh, they both speculate that somewhere between like May, June, or June, July, somewhere between those three months, you would see if you were standing behind the pyramids looking towards the east as the sun rises, before the sun comes up, you would see the three belt stars come up over the the horizon and sit right on top of each pyramid. And then uh, an hour or so later, as as the, the sky opens up, Constellation Leo would come up over the rise and would be like you know, like a line sitting looking at yeah. the other line, the Sphinx, eye to eye contact. And they think this this occurred 10,500 BC, somewhere between May and July. That and, is and, some astonishing mathematical work right there.
0: And and it also helps give the argument that the Sphinx was built before the rise of the Egyptian Way. Empire.
2: 12,000
0: 12, years ago, people, that's a long, 12,500 years ago is a long look, time Look at
2: ago. the ash end of the Sphinx. There's 10, 15, 20,000 years worth of water erosion where uh-huh. you can see the water and then it went to another level and it ate away and then it went to another level and, and ate away. And you for another
0: it. one for y'all, since we're talking 12,500 years ago, 10,500 BC, BCE, actually, they um that was actually the end of the last ice age. That's when it ended. And so you had a lot of stuff going on at this particular time frame. But we've got all these monuments around the world. So like I said, so we got the pyramids of Giza lining up at this time. The lion lines up with Leo at this time. The city of Angkor Watts lines up with Draco at this time. The seven sisters line up with Easter Island at this time. And I forgot the one that lines up with um, the um, Stonehenge. Um, Oh, shit. Anyway, there's seven of them all together that line up with their constellations only at this time, at this date. So something, yeah, and one of
2: those constellations would be the snake, Ophiuchus. We don't, yeah. we don't have that in our current Aquarius age.
0: So, so we we had things. Somebody now think about this, ladies and gentlemen. Somebody built things six and seven thousand years after this and lined it up perfectly with this date. Now, I yeah. do believe Leo was there. I, I mean, not Leo. I do believe the Sphinx was actually there at that time period. Uh, who it belonged to what what, what regime it was what i think the face was yeah when the know. egyptians took it over they just used it as their own but um so well somebody modified
2: know. the head at least uh, and the, the some of the speculation on what the original head was some a lot of people have always cons- assumed that it was a lion but if you look at the back paws of the the creek, of the sphinx they're, they're much much longer than a lion's paws and more like a dog so they're thinking that maybe the original head was a jackal maybe but we just it's just speculation at this point
0: you, you just don't know but but the thing of this is people, is we've got we've got hardcore evidence of a of several civilizations building monuments to things that didn't exist when they rose yeah you gotta explain some, what they what they were pointing the
2: like when when Bovall and west and 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 uh Dr. Schock came out with that stuff about the pyramid, 10,500 BCE. They said, oh, well, no, they did it on purpose, but they didn't build it back then. Then why the hell would you build a monument with in like 2000 uh, BCE? Why would you build a monument to Leo to look at the constellation Leo 8,000 years ago? Then how are you going to calculate that? Where it would look at that? It's it's, it's impossible to suggest that the the Sphinx was built after ten thousand five hundred BCE because you don't build something. And then hopefully, when you you'll learn how to make computers five hundred years in the future, you can you can go back and go, oh look, we we made it right. Our Sphinx would look at the uh, the constellation Leo. It, it was no, built they knew what the hell they, they were
0: doing. Yeah, no, they knew what Specifically
2: they for that doing. event, for those two things to line up in the sky, there's a purpose, there's a reason. We don't know what it is.
0: Well, there's there's been so many things in in our our existence that set us back. The burning of Alexandria, losing the library, yeah. set us back two thousand years. ago. I mean, there were things in there that supposedly the way the light systems worked and the pyramids was actually in the pyramid. I mean, in Alexandria, the way they made gold, they, they are they knew how to electroplate gold. By the way. The way yeah, yeah. the way Roman concrete was made, which they think the
2: they built the concrete. Yeah, they Greek think fire. they
0: know what how it was made. Now they just don't know the r- ratios, but they do actually know what was actually in it now. So yeah, something they found been, recently. The um,
2: concrete is used in the aqueducts. Is what we which call still there? Two thousand years. Yeah. It's very similar to Portland, but they don't know the exact formula
0: yeah we have, we have no concrete to date that lasts two thousand years but yet there's a still matter of fact not only is it over two thousand years old it's still being used in some places. 70,
2: seventy some percent seventy some percent of the, the the viaducts that the water aqueducts in Italy are still currently bringing fresh potable water to modern twenty first century
0: homes and cities you got That's you got, no to, you got to love it you got to love the Romans man
2: um yeah. so some of the roads are still or the Aping way is still i mean it's it's a historical road i don't think you can drive cars on it but you can you know take historical walks yeah. and tours up and down it that, uh, that thing was when was that built 4 ad
0: yeah, let's <laughs> well, say that's what we're talking about christopher so for some reason our ancestors built monuments to this particular date so what was it so we do know the ice age was ending at that time uh, there was still a lot of yeah. ice and 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 the oceans were lower uh, by about a foot, I think they said maybe two, um, which makes oh, a difference least, in, in certain places like uh I think more Road like three
2: feet for the most part, but you gotta you gotta realize that there's so there was so much ice that the, the, the ice age began ending in twelve thousand five hundred, but it took another two thousand years for all that ice to melt oh, and yeah, recede it was, it back was, to the pole. So it was it's not like turning a light on and off. It wasn't cold and then hot. It was no, it was it, it, it had
0: probably it had probably been on its way for 10,000 years, on it's just a yeah. little bit yeah. out of time. Well, people. So if they're currently right, and we're going into a global warming, that's going to trigger an ice age. Global warming always triggers an ice age. Uh, it's just one of those things. They don't know why, but they they know for the last two two ice ages, global warming proceeded. And remember, there was no humans on the planet for the last two ice ages, but yet there was global warming. Just thought yeah. you should know that. Um, we didn't create disgusting.
2: it. We're not the cause of it. We not. We don't. We're not making it any worse than no, it already no. is. Cows aren't contributing any worse to it than everyone thinks they are. And number five, the thing is, it's a natural byproduct of our our planet's atmosphere. And if we as humans go tampering with that and try to stop it or make it better, we could wind up killing ourselves. So I'm all against well, climate. You know control. What, I uh, don't, don't uh, want. Don't even want to go after it.
0: Yeah, and here's one of those cautionary tales for you. I think it was about 75 years ago, the, the emperor of China ordered all the, uh, all the, not, uh, not sparrows. Yeah. I think they were sparrows. All, all, of, them, uh, all of them, all of them, ordered them all killed. Cause they were eating grain. So he had them all killed. Well, come to find out the next year, they had been eating locusts and other bugs that kept them from you rotting the crops. So, <laughs> so because of this, this thing of killing all of these, these birds, over um it ended up killing over 75 million chinese from starvation cautionary tale people you maybe shouldn't screw it mother nature she might know a little bit more about what's going on than we do um it it was mockingbirds that's what it was it wasn't sparrows um took me a minute to remember what it was but but you can look the story uh, up for yourself people you don't have to take my word for it there's nothing we're going to talk about in the show that you can't go verify somewhere um yeah it's it's but you know, right now we're going to show you, well, I want to get into the Greer things. So we're going to play Greer in a minute, but first we're going to go through these right quick. So let's pop these up. This was just released uh, by Uncle Sam. Uh, these are 30 of them, the ones he released. So, you know, there, there you go. UFO sighting reported uh, skyrocket over 300, 360 since 2021, 360. Uh, so this is just was all just declassified. There's another set besides this, but I don't have time to get to it. So, there you go. This one looks like one of the ones I have on my, um, you know what it looks like the
2: one on the uh, picture behind this.
0: I might. Almost. I know. I was thinking I might make a banner out of this. Um, let's see what else they got. Oh, what, there you go. Little sports. Oh, model. there's
2: there's Bob Lazar sports model. Yeah. yeah
0: U.S. National Intelligence Office. If I don't know, that's just the one I was looking for. I'm gonna have this to might- build.
2: I'm gonna have to build that one for you. I have, I have that model upstairs, unbuilt.
0: Uh, those are cool. So this must not be the one i was looking for because these will release photos this is just looks like yeah, rendering these too. are
2: that's digital come on
0: yeah these are these are renderings. so there's no doubt about what these are out there hanging out i don't know who that is hey that's no that ain't the guy i thought it was i thought that was a guy from the expanse for a minute
2: that's like one of those televangelists and <laughs> the,
0: the guy that says i'm, I'm that guy
2: hey look Yasha. there's the play button on someone's vcr
0: i know Oh, there we go. Some, some TikTok here video. There we go. There's here. some the stuff TikTok from at TikTok video. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, boring people. More boring people. She's boring just because she's on the list. This this, this guy looks oh, – I'm not going to say what he looks like. Uh, uh, He looks like he's having a stroke, man.
2: Yeah, or he's constipated
0: maybe. All right. Well, this ain't the one we were looking for. So we're going to have to go find the other one. There's the right sports
2: there. modeling. again. Yay.
0: Oh, wait, wait. Here we go. This might be them, so. Anyway, there's supposed to be several of them in here that were just released, unless I got the wrong list, which I might have, but let's see. This is the one. When was this taken? I remember this this picture. Uh, 53. Who was it that took this? The guy is pretty famous. I mean, he's pretty famous now for taking the picture, but let's see. There you go on that one.
2: This might be that one series of three. Yeah.
0: Now, now these pictures, these I'm releasing right here. These are actual classified pictures that the government had. That's what these are. So these are supposed to be legit, real, you know, it's hard to judge distance or size from here. I mean, you do, you can see down here I and mean, you can see this waterway and these trees, but you really don't know, you know, how, how big this waterway is. You can see the road right here. So you should get some, cause you know, you figure the road's going to be at least 10 foot wide and, uh, but still, it's gonna be hard to get any real. You'd have to put it on a computer. Mm-hmm. And, and here you go. Now this one's a little different because there's a tree line right there.
2: Yeah, in a city. This looks. Yeah, so, this looks a yeah. little more modern. It's, it's in black uh, and white, though. It's, uh, it's, uh, when was is that taken? a still from a from a film, though? Look at those streaks. Yeah, that looks just, like that's yeah. Film. I think it
0: is. It says, according to information published by the BBC News, out of 400 UFOs related incidents, so. Uh, so I, I guess the BBC got this. This is definitely film streaks. I have no doubt what that is. And these black dots are just—you know—when a film starts going bad, that's what that is. Well, at least yeah, somebody got a picture before. Off. It, at least somebody got a picture before it went bad. Mm-hmm. You mean right there, Jack? I'm, I'm assuming it's a cloud. That's—it I mean, does yeah, look that's a like lentic- a UFO, cloud. but I'm pretty sure it's a cloud. I don't—I don't, I don't want to give it any—any any credit where credit ain't due. Let's get that off of there, okay? No, we don't care about all of that. Get out of there. Whoa, what? Where they got this alien at? It's, Area 51. That's,
2: that's some that's some compelling evidence right there.
0: Yes, aliens are giving you the bird, man.
2: <laughs> Which is kind of hard because they only have three index finger, three fingers you on know, their hand there.
0: Jimmy, I know what movie you're talking about where the, where the aliens are, are mm-hmm. putting the space cocaine out with the machine. The car- oh, that's um Oh man, uh, what's the music one? God, it's right out of my head. Oh Lord, it's um, damn, I don't know why I can't. It's all you play rock and roll through the whole movie. What? Two of them, why is
2: Ron Jeremy in the picture?
0: Uh, he's in there. <laughs> the
2: sure shirt looks like him, doesn't it?
0: All right, there we go. I've been Area 51 people. Yeah, it's it's. See, a lot of this stuff is all fine and dandy. They're out there making money, which I'm not really hating on them for making money, but as far as real research, I haven't seen any.
2: Yeah, chef. deck. Chef's what do you neck. mean? Who
0: told you, who told you I've been to Area 51? Who told you that? You know I'll have to have you killed, right? Probably everybody listening will probably have to be hit off tonight. We'll just – no, they'll just do a button at the end and wipe everybody's memory, but yeah. still. better be careful playing around with that stuff? No friends from
2: far away can wipe your brain away. I have never been to Area 51. Yeah.
0: yeah, Okay. Anyway, uh, 52 and 53 that could be different, you know. Uh, Because Linda was crazy; she'd drive on any any base. Oh yes, no problem whatsoever. Oh yeah. I don't see no. Oh, here comes another one. So they just mixed in this with other crap.
2: That's a Billy Meyer photo, I think.
0: It might. Yeah, it does kind of look like it. That looks like two hubcaps put together and tossed up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> well, that it's, looks like not, a Chrysler hubcap up here, and this looks like a Ford hubcap down here. Yeah, or maybe a Volkswagen hubcap from the old days. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, the, those big Beetle dome things. It's um, well, no, you can see what it says. It's just these are photos that finally the government, you know, released. Like they've been floating around for years anyway. I don't know why the government kept them, but. A lot of stuff the government keeps gets released. A lot of stuff they keep doesn't ever get released. It's not as big a sieve as everybody think it is. Is that Gerald Ford? It is, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Right there. It was this when they put all the colors out to track down the UFOs. So in the 70s, I remember this as a kid, They uh, <clears throat> they put a bunch of pink and green and blue clouds in the skies to try to attract extraterrestrials.
2: Unless there was a nuclear weapon or nuclear fissionable material up there, they're not coming.
0: You know, well, you <laughs> know, when it, would, it, well, it was right after the Pascagoula sighting, is when it was. Yeah. What are you talking about? I'm a member of Space Command. Who? T- where are you getting this stuff from? I couldn't tell you if I was, could I? But I can deny that. Yes, I'm not a member of Space Command. I'm not a space
2: cadet. Uh,
0: John and Emily are space cadets, though. Yes, they are. Yeah. Hi, John, hey, if you're son. listening. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm not, though, no. I met the generals of Space Command. I, John uh, Goodwin introduced me to them. But it's not all alien conspiracy if that's what y'all are after.
2: No, of course, there's no conspiracy. They're working directly with the aliens. They just can't yeah. <clears>
0: tell <throat> you Well, Emily is an alien, in case I didn't know that. <laughs> Thank God she's not listening at night. Alien, alien. <laughs> uh, Oh no! Actually, my friend John's headed out of town this Sunday. He will be this
2: Sunday going to Germany, yeah, Frankfurt, Frankfurt Germany. Germany,
0: for a week, and then over to the UK for a week.
2: I'll tell you this much, and if he's listening, maybe he'll take this idea up as well. But if I was going to Frankfurt, Germany, and I had some free time, the first thing I'd do is a bar crawl and try a different hot dog in every bar I go to. One beer, one hot dog, every bar. Yummy, yummy.
0: Yeah. No, he's got to work, man. I <laughs> no, no, he's, yeah, he's. good. <laughs> what well, well no guys, he's he's there working. He's uh president of Galaxy Press. He's actually at working. It's um who? Oh wait. We'll we'll no, we'll put this on in a second. I gotta see how, how long it is first. This one uh, okay, okay. This is six twelve of twenty-three. Uh, it is two minutes and 21 seconds on, so this isn't the one I'm looking for, but we will play this one. Uh, so is everyone ready? Drum roll, please. Dun, dun, dun. dun. Now, if I lose my mind after listening to this guy, y'all just got to deal with it. All right. So here, here we go. I'm just warning you ahead of time. Wrong button.
2: Yeah, nothing's happening
0: <clears throat> okay we've got to stop for a minute especially since he quoted vernon brown brown one, Vernon also said it's quite possible that they could well, be hostile.
2: Joe, I didn't hear anything. Nothing came over on the on, the progr- on the,
0: um, oh, program side of Oh, well, let's go see what's going on here. So let's see. We yep. should have been progressing.
2: You, you need to share it onto the screen first, I think.
0: Uh, it should be up on the screen. Let's go on. Let's remove it. Make sure we got the right thing. I don't think we got the right thing. That might be what the problem is. Uh, let's see. Stop screen, find a different screen. Sorry, guys. I thought I had the right screen up there. Well, we're <laughs> yeah, working with a lot of screen screens. <laughs> well, we got a lot of screens up tonight. Is this <laughs> the one? Yeah, this is the one. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, if anybody else has got the one, I'm looking for the other one I was listening to. I had a good friend of mine looking for it too, and I may have it because she sent me a bunch of stuff. So, but anyway, let us go ahead and put this up. And thank you, Miss M, uh, for contributing these videos. Uh, two-part question, the first one being, yeah. is there no hostility
1: from another species because there's a higher governing species, or is it just the fact that there, there is no hostility whatsoever? How can we be sure of that? First question. Everybody who I know who has dealt directly with those beans have told me our own experience, and that is they are completely non-hostile. They have been portrayed as... So-
0: okay. Greer, you ever heard of an alien abduction? You ever heard of that? When they come in and take you from your house, drag you out, kicking and screaming. Uh that would be Against your will. That's considered hostile. And since there's more than one alien race that's visiting here, and we know both humans, reptilians, and Grays can be hostile, you have to wonder you're getting see. I always thought Greer might have been a plant because a lot of times he's just putting out bogus information. But anyway, let's move on. Let's let him let's let the man have his time. Such,
1: because how do you unite the world around a military response? You create a false alien threat is what Werner von Braun warned about. And we are very much at that point,
0: nope. unfortunately. Real quick, Werner von Braun also said that it could quite possibly aliens could quite possibly be hostile.
1: So I think that and he would know. Need yeah, to prevail, not. but there is no evidence they are hostile. Now, let me make one other point. As I said one time to a general, I'll not say who it is, because if they were hostile and given the galactically foolish things we have done, targeting them, striking them, now these systems that are faster than speed of light, moving in space, the technologies they have in a fraction of a second could shut down all those systems And everything else they have not. Why have they not done that? Because they are essentially very.
0: Okay. Stop. I guess he forgot. I I guess he forgot about when they shut all the damn nuclear bases down.
2: Was it Malmstrom is one of them. What was the other one?
0: There's a couple of them. They just hovered over, shut the bases down, threw everybody off. Uh, I guess he forgot all about that. It's not just that people. They've been known to shut down boats, carriers, carriers, There's at least three stories of big Navy ships when one come over just a ship would go dead, including the USS Nimitz. I mean, guys.
2: They shot shot down planes. They shot down an F-89 Sabre jet over the middle of the United States, killing the pilot uh, in like the 50s or early 60s. There's the battle of um, the last battle of World War II, uh, Operation High Jump, with uh, Admiral Byrd and his flotilla of Navy ships who were attacked by unknown flying objects that cut their ships in half and burned. And let's not forget the battle
0: of uh, Los Angeles.
2: There's the Battle of Los Angeles where we blew up, we think we blew up a UFO, but we so, could never find
0: it. So again, but there was there was actually a battle going on. Lots of people saw it. There was lots of people who saw the UFO and lots Is that of people 1945, saw
2: them, the Battle of Los Angeles. Yeah, I think.
0: It, it, they thought at first they thought it was some kind of Japanese thing, and then they realized it wasn't, and they went after it. And let me tell you what, there was lots of witnesses to this. So
2: yeah.
0: um, Greer, obviously you're wrong again. See, this makes me feel yeah, well, like he, he's a plant. And and
2: his his other statement about them not being hostile. Look. You don't hide yourself from someone because you're hostile or not hostile. You, you hide yourself from someone because you have some ulterior motive, some something that you want to accomplish. When we go out and hunt, we we got two kinds of hunters in this world. You got the ambush hunters and you got the stalking hunters. Ambush hunters set up a blind in a tree on the ground. And they sit in there and they eat baloney sandwiches until something comes by and they shoot it. Ambush hunter. Stalking hunters will actually go out and find an animal, find a track and try to track the animal down, walk up to it and then shoot it. So they, but they, they can, they constantly conceal themselves from the environment for that specific reason. So what, if they have good intentions, what, why are they hiding themselves? Uh, just that, ask yourself that. That's yeah. the really important question.
0: But see, I think for a lot of this, this is about trying to make itself right. He has specific theories like later on in one of them, you'll hear him talking about it his uh theory that they all come over so wait so before we put this forward so he believes that uh that the aliens come from another dimension and every so often when they cross the dimension their ship screws up and breaks it up and then he also believes that we've had the ability to shoot them down uh we've shot down like 70 of them we've had picked up like 80 in the crest that's like 150 ufos you don't think the people who own these ufos might not come looking for them It might not have been just a little tad bit upset. You've been shooting at their UFOs. I don't care what kind of technology we got. They're still far more advanced than we are. Uh, I I don't even know why we'd take that chance. And that smells like more. You know what? But anyway, let's let it go.
2: Hang on a second. got a question over here. The U.S. Army vet wants to know if there's any truth to the supposed MiGs in Cuba that were shot down in the 70s by UFOs. I don't know specifically about that, but there is one over Kazakhstan, which at one point was a part of Russia. And uh, one of their um, MiG twenty ones, I believe, MiG nineteen and MiG twenty one was shot out of the sky by a UFO at the same time that the MiG shot a missile at that UFO, and both came down. Um, and that's kind of the, one of the things that they consider as uh, Russia's Roswell. Uh, but in Cuba, I'm not, I'm not positive on that. I don't. Know I did hear
0: that. something about Cuba, but I, I don't. It's been so long now. I hate to, I hate to quote there, on.
2: There's it. A, there's a lot of stories out there we don't all know, but it, it's possible.
0: And there's more and more coming forward every day, so which is kind of nice. But anyway, let's see. Putting him going again.
1: Peaceful, highly organized, socially evolved, psychologically and emotionally evolved civilizations. Then why are they hiding? One other point common sense. If you possess those sort of weapons and you're still of the consciousness. Now,
2: pause violence, that for a second. You're going yeah. to. How, how, how can he prove to me and you that these aliens have common sense? Half of the population of the planet doesn't have common sense. So how can we asso- associate that with an alien creature?
0: Well, I mean, obviously, they ain't kind of common sense if they keep flying through a hole and hitting the ground and dying. It, uh, I mean, you know. He's contradicting himself right there. See, that's another thing, people, because the, there's several different ones that you can hear. He talks about uh, – Gresh is actually talking about this in front of Congress. and David Gresh. Yeah, and uh, Greer is the one that um, prepped him. So he's talking about how they come through the dimensions and they crash. And uh, and Greer talks about that because Greer's theory is they all come from a different dimension. What what kind of doctor
2: is Doctor Greer anyway?
0: Just a medical doctor, and as far as I know, he he left. He was a medical doctor at New York General. Uh, You'd have to find out why he left. Uh, People say it was medical practice. I
2: don't think he has a license to practice medicine. But just because you have a doctor in front of your name does not mean you know particle science or physics. Uh, So I'm I'm not real certain that he. No,
0: he's got he's got a big ass ego. I'll tell you that. I've met him. Yeah, he's got a pretty big ego. And uh, uh, speaking from the source, I got a pretty big ego too, but I, I, mine's more controlled than his is. Yeah. It's uh, well, I mean, guys, I mean, he's 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 making a lot of assumptions here, based on what something, someone, maybe something told him. We do everything by research, so it's a little different for us. Uh, it's like the blood type study and all the different studies we run, they're all research-based. They're not They're not. Oh, hearsay or this said or that said. They're all comparison studies. I don't know what he's going by. He's going by a spook and the government told him something. And the guy, Koresh, he is a spook, and you believe in anything coming out of his mouth? My first question was, why wasn't he being polygraphed? Yeah. All witnesses to this Congress should be being polygraphed. It's that simple. And if you don't want me taking a polygraph, then obviously you're lying. I bet your grill won't take a polygraph. I know. Yeah. I asked him about voice stress before, and he was like, "No." Of course, that was like ten years ago, but it should have been longer than that. I uh, know, Randy, we're gonna play some more of it. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna play some more of it. This was on six twenty three. This was uh this was at, at one of the conferences. Yeah, blow yeah. yourself
1: up, June twelfth, uh, or some nearby planet with you, because we're not talking about. Let's forget science fiction. You're not talking about boom boom with a laser beam right or a kinetic missile or even a thermonuclear missile you're talking to be able to affect the fabric of space-time and then if those technologies are weaponized it's over in a fraction of a second so the proof i said to one senior military guy that they are not hostile is that you and i are still breathing the free air of earth if you know what we've been doing it's quite clear that this is uh, actually proof that they're not hostile. If you no, it doesn't mean they're not hostile. Are, and if you understand what covert... Just because you, you hide your intentions, you do. does that mean you're not hostile?
0: Well, no. Like I said, you always judge anything by its actions. and If you judge any of the aliens by their actions, they would not be considered friendly. They would they're they're stuck on this
2: planet for some reason. They're in the they're in the background for some reason. They don't want to come out. They've been, and here for a,
0: they've been here for a long time, screwing around in our society for a long time, abducting our citizens. That is not considered a non-hostile species. Now, yeah. granted, I don't think they're here to wipe us out or kill us or eat us, but I don't think they're all friendly, peace, love, and light either with us. I think most of the the three major ones, the graze, reptilians and humans, think of us as best, as pets.
2: Or a nuisance, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, they don't. Well, they get used to us, and they they build relationships with families and shit over over periods. But still, Um, they're not. They're here long term. They have a long term goal, and I'm not sure it's us. Um, A lot of their their agenda seems to make me feel like it's it's something. It's a long game, whatever it is. It's not a short game. This is this is going to be a couple million years at least. Uh, I don't know, Jeremy, but it's it's it scares me sometimes because they move around our planet without effort. No one can seem to bother them. Well, except for Greer's people, they can shoot them down and watch Mm -hmm. them crash as they come through the portal. Really? I mean, come on. So so let's look at this from a different point of view. I own an aerospace company. Okay, I'm Elon Musk. I'm flying through this portal. First ship disappears, second ship, third ship, fourth ship. So all of a sudden, I got something that make it. Some of them come back to him. Oh no, we're, we're blowing up when we get on the other side. So after ship one hundred, I would probably quit. Uh, now, if I found out I was going through and somebody was shooting me down, I would go out of my way to blow their happy asses up for killing my citizens. So I, I don't know where agree and see and if you listen to this and listen to some of his other stuff you will notice he contradicts himself a lot. Um well cuz you know he's trying to prove two points that are well they're opposite to each other. Uh I don't I don't it's you know what I'll look and see. Uh what do you mean? On his account, let me go see I'm on his account. Let's see what they got. Uh, it's just oh now somebody sent me one the other day where he said he's untouchable now and his his guys and allies will keep him safe no matter what I mean it's it sounds like he's kind of going over the edge man uh, it was kind of making me a little nervous when I listened to it I was like damn boy you you really believe in your own stuff well when you start to believe your own press and what I mean by that people always get confused when I say your own press your own press is what you believe your press is. Not what people are saying about you, but what you personally believe your press is, because it's usually not correct. So when you start believing that, that's when you tend to have the problems. Yes. Wait, what? I don't know. Let's see. We'll, let me see what, let me, we'll just click one and see what happens.
1: this faculty of being sentient, awake, is not limited talks to our, down brain to waves or our bodies but in fact transcends the limits of space time is an unbounded field of awareness
0: i love and you that Greer, is- but that's not that's not what we're after so let's go look around here uh let's see this is a
1: massive undertaking my friends but i'm convinced we can do it but we have to completely rethink how we live how we act and the whole business model of what we're doing and if we do that Here's the world we're going to have. We will be remembered as the generation that pulled ourselves off the extinction line of the
0: earth. Oh, man. He just knows everything, man. I'm impressed. Let's see what this is. <laughs> no, we're getting I'd ready. I'd like
1: to thank all of you for coming from all over the United States, it turns out, for this. Um, I'm Dr. Stephen Greer, and I'm the director of uh, Disclosure Project and CSETI and SeriousDisclosure.com and the Orion Project. These projects I'll explain very briefly in a moment. Um, The purpose of this seminar today is really to go in depth and share things I have not shared publicly about how disclosure has happened, because it has happened and is happening and what the process was led up to that. But I first wanna thank you guys for coming here and having the interest because it's, it's the public that has actually made disclosure happen from the beginning. Although it was requested by some folks at the CIA, which we'll get into, uh, it's the public that's really enabled it, including all the now 550 top secret military and corporate witnesses that have come forward. Now, I wanna state that at this point,
0: the number, your go to fact well, for wait, story. Yeah, stop for a minute. 550 corporate and government witnesses. Well, that tells you right there somebody's full of shit. Um, remember, see, stuff on UFOs and extraterrestrials is compartmentalized. I doubt 550 people even knew it existed. I doubt today 550 people know it exists. Exist.
2: I'll, I'll bet if you count up all the witnesses and subsequent, you know, uh, generations of witnesses, family witnesses. Uh, You probably have about 250, 300 different witnesses just for Roswell alone, but most of them are dead now.
0: Yeah, but you got to figure out if they're telling. See, that's the other problem. When you talk about all this stuff, you can't just assume people are telling you the truth because there's a lot. You'd be surprised uh, how many people want to fake stuff and how many people just want to lie outright. You know, when we first got into this 40 years ago, I often wondered you know i said well people are not going to just say this you know because it makes them sound crazy but the more we research it and the more we, well i finally learned how to do um, voice stress analysis we started realizing how many people actually were not telling the truth and and, and in all fairness to some of these people about 130 of these people um it's not that they were lying they had just Taken this alien abduction and overlaid this over another event that happened in their lives. Um, you know, something just as horrible or even more horrible. They just decided to forget that event and lay the alien abduction. So, the only thing you can do when that happens for any of us is simply just to refer them uh, to a psychologist. That's all you can do because nobody, we, we're all just doing hypnosis, not psychology. So, and uh, you'd be surprised how many people that is. And then you'd be surprised about another one-third just want to try to outlie a lie outright. I think half of those one-third want to just see if they can beat you. But then you've got the one-third that are all legit. And that's a lot of people. And in today's population, since uh, Alfred Weber loved to get us in trouble about this. So if you talk to all alien induction researchers on a planet, we all agree on one thing. 10 to 15% of the population is being taken. No one ever put that into a hard number until Alfred Weber did it live on a radio show about 14 years ago, and as soon as he did it, it went viral. I mean, it went viral. The uh, Australian Science Magazine did a whole freaking, a whole cover article on me about this. Oh, yes, this was insanity. Um, telling me, telling us why it couldn't happen, why aliens weren't real. It's a really good article, actually. My rebuttal was better, but still. And they posted my rebuttal, by the way. Um, but it was it was just insane. So today, there's eight billion people on the planet. So ten percent of eight billion is what? Eight hundred million. So if you add another no, five, no, eight uh, uh, hundred million. Eight, 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 it's, eight, eight billion. Nine. No, eight billion. Eight billion is
2: eight. Eight, yeah. Well, yeah, eight, it's a hundred million to make a billion.
0: Yeah, hundred billion to make a billion. So it would be eight hundred million, right? Not eight, not because yeah, it would be eight hundred million, not eight million. Eight million okay, would yeah. be off a hundred million. <clears throat> it was confusing me, Jay. Don't be doing that.
1: No, uh, but anyway,
0: anyway, the real number comes out to be as one point two billion. It's so out of the eight billion people on a planet, supposedly. billion of these people have been taken or are being taken at any given time or chance. That's a big thing, man. So for me, I figure it doesn't even work like that way. I figure that they know pretty early on who's going to be being taken long period. Who's not. So probably half of that number just gets washed out in the first, you know, by, by the time you get through the, the pre puberty stuff, post puberty stuff, you either made it or you're not. And about half of the people right there are gone. So, that's $600 million to the wayside. And then the other ones are just being done with whatever they happen to be being useful for, whatever programs they're in for whatever reasons. Because there's not like one agenda here. There are several agendas running. And there's three different races abducted on, on a daily basis. Um, and I mean, on a serious daily basis. And they're running different agendas. And each agenda is requiring a different type of abduction. So I don't know where it leads them, but I do know That at least two of the races have these big, huge monster ships parked out. One's supposed to be parked by the sun. The other two are supposed to be parked out past Jupiter, Uh, but they're supposed to be bigger than our moon. Uh, So, and there's uh, multiple races that live there. Uh, actually, they say that uh, there's a black-eyed people race there, I guess a lot of people would call them the black-eyed kids here. The black-eyed people here—they seem to live on on this ship. They seem to be about the same technolo- technologically advanced and the same sociologically advanced as we are. Uh, when you when you hear contactees talk about them, and every now and then they're allowed to come on an abduction, just like humans are allowed to go on another world. It's but there's just so much of this information now. It's just just so much of it. It's, it's hard to keep up with it all because when you research like Travis Walton, so you know, Travis Walton sounds like a pretty cut and dry case. And then we found that, oh, wait, there was a CIA guy on the mountain that night. Well, what the hell was he doing there? And why was he there? I mean, this is a mountain in the middle of nowhere. Why would he be there? So you got to wonder right off the bat. And then we found out that it wasn't aliens that and they and see this is a handoff case, and Travis Walton didn't even know that. So the aliens picked Travis up, but they handled him, handed him off to a CDC team, just like the, the, um, the Hills were handed off to, they were handed off to a CDC team. They wanted to, they checked him out. Cause I asked him point blank on the air. I said, well, look, I said, tell me what they were wearing. And I said, did they, were they telepathic or did they speak? He said, Oh no, they spoke and he spoke really good English. And he said, and it looked like, and when he described the outfit, it sounded standard CDC equipment for when contaminated area. Um, so now, then we knew. So then we knew the aliens had gotten him, and we knew the aliens had handed him off to the government, so the government was fully, functionally aware what had happened to him. We knew there was a CIA. But the more you got into this, the more you found, and the more he didn't want to know. You know, he had kind of settled into what he had settled into, and he didn't really. And I told him when he was doing a show with me, I said, it won't be a show like you've used to doing before, I said because we really do our homework, and we're not going to ask you questions you've been asked 50 million times. And we didn't. Uh, let's say you do an interview people. Yes. I like Travis. I got nothing against Travis. No, he got mad. I didn't get mad. Travis got mad because if you watch fire in the sky, it's only half correct. You have to read the book to know what really went on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can ask Travis and you can go look it up on his website and all, but, uh, yeah, no, let's just say there was some liberties taken in the movie. How's that? Mm-hmm.
2: Like like the fact that he did not he was not so dropped like off at of a gas
0: station but naked all over the United States Sorry guys didn't mean to turn that on y'all yeah. it's uh yeah I know it's it's there was just so much stuff that the movie they, they needed I understood that they needed to buff the movie I mean I really do I, I know you've got to get uh you got to get your money out of the movie I really do and uh but he was really maybe this is it uh you know on
1: that a sitting cia director this got, is why it's wait. a new world because it's the power to the people what do i mean by this
0: i don't care i wanted to hear this one not that one and i want it on pause first went on
1: that a sitting cia director uh, this is a ma-
0: you can't even touch anything on this computer it's went on
1: that a sitting cia director
0: sorry guys my computer's really touchy today <laughs> Well, there's a lot of stuff goes on that we're never going to hear about. And there's a lot of stuff that people want to make up and, and then push it as their own. I mean, I've been in the field a long time. I have seen a lot of lies portrayed in this field, uh, a lot. And I've seen people take a lie, knowing it's a lie, and run with it and turn it into something big. I know at least five big stories. I'm not going to say who what they are because I don't want to cause a disaster. There are five major stories out in the field today that are all lies that people quote on a regular basis. And they're all lies. I can prove they're all lies too. That's the sad part. Um, when I, when I, when the research team that was working, with me actually, they busted them, not me. Um, I was like, you're shitting me. And then we really got deep into it. We found that that's exactly what it was, was a lie, which was a lie, which was a lie. And, uh, and these are big names, by the way, pushing this stuff. Mm. Yes. One of which has passed away now, but still. Well, it's like all the stuff from Roswell. So every day now I hear something new from Roswell. Everybody's dead. Who? who? Almost
2: everybody from Roswell is dead. They should be at who, least. Dead. But
0: I mean, everybody who's any consequence in the original bunch are all dead.
2: Well, maybe the little he's kid gone. who was alive, who was on the on the Yeah, what's his name? Yeah, yeah, he, he's, he's probably grown, still then. alive, but most of the others are gone.
0: Yeah, they... Um, yeah. People, it's just sad, but I mean, I mean, you hear all this new information about it, and you're like, Really? Oh, where'd this come from?
2: Both both Jesse Marcells are finally passed. I mean, the the, the father who was at the debris site, and then he showed his son the debris that, that later that morning, yeah, uh, Jr. was a Marcel nice guy, Jr., he's passed away as well.
0: Yeah, I met him a couple of times. He was a nice guy, actually. Yeah, um, well, he was from uh, Homa, which is not far from where I live. Yeah, he's he's a good old Southern boy. He's also a helicopter pilot, medevac. Yeah, medevac's got dangerous jobs because they don't have no guns.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> That's supposed to keep him from getting shot at. That don't always work that way, though. Yeah, um, man, you
2: put a big white cross on something. It's a perfect target, you know. Just, you know, are a big
0: Miami. red one. Either way, man, big-ass target. Uh, Jimmy, well, you know, Greer says all this stuff, but he never tells you where he gets it from. You heard him at least five times that' time, oh this general or that guy or this guy or, or that guy or this guy. He never tells you who they are. Well, no, some stuff when well, I, I can tell you where I got it from, and some stuff I can't. But uh, you know, I'm upfront about it. It's not like I don't I don't. It's not like a bait and hook kind of deal. I always tell people upfront. You know, look, we, we're going to be talking about this and these stories. We can verify these. We can't. A lot of times they'll be in the. Uh, in the description, yeah. Because there's no reason to lie to people. Well, because one, he does this for a living. Remember, this is his career. Oh, yes. Let's not ever forget that. People want to forget that. But this is Dr. Greer's career. So this is where he makes his livelihood from. Yes. As far as I know, he's not a doctor anymore.
2: Yeah, no, he's, he's, doing, the, he's doing the tour talk at a grand a talk or something like that, you know. Well oh, he's getting more commencement, than that. commencement ceremonies for high school graduations.
0: Yeah. Well he he gets usually around five thousand dollars an interview. Uh, if you want to go out and do a spiritual retreat, it was thirty six hundred somebody told me it went up to fifty six hundred so he takes twelve people on a spiritual retreat. They're supposed to do that every two months. Uh yeah well what is that sixty seventy eighty thousand dollars a shot. Yeah. I know. Uh, he does a lot of things. He, he doesn't do anything from free that I know of.
2: I, I don't think he's gainfully employed. I think he's making money off the talk show circuit.
0: Yeah, you know, he, he definitely makes his money off of, of ufology. That's where he gets his money from. He's good at it, though. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and he gets donations and stuff. He's got these other organizations. For every organization, he takes donations for every one of them. And the more you're out there, the more you speak in, the more money you make it. Well, my problem is is he's never offered to take a polygraph. I'd like to ask him what his goals are. I've heard him four different times say, well, we need to look at this like a business. Really? It's aliens. Anyway, let's see what this one is right here.
1: Doesn't know anything about the most top secret CIA project, illegal, outrageous, unconstitutional, criminal. And when I found this out, now remember this is 22 years ago almost, it was a shock to me. Because I was raised like most people, I thought, you know, well, there's a president, there are all these spooks, and there's a chain of command, and it operates. I didn't know about unacknowledged special access projects. I certainly could not have imagined that the man who puts together the presidential daily briefing would be kept secret on stuff that I had collected unbelievable amounts of evidence for, the existence of, UFOs, extraterrestrial intelligence, et cetera, and so on. But that was the case, and when I met with this man for nearly three hours, it became quite clear to me that it was not a prevarication. I really thought that he was saying that just as a way of blowing me off, uh, or, you know, not blowing me off, but sort of saying, "Ah, eh, you know, I wanna meet with you to find out what you know, but I actually do know, and I'm gonna pretend like I don't know, no. This man, and my wife can attest to this, was shaken to his foundation. The cover story for the meeting was a dinner party in the D.C. area, which is typical. Um, The wives were invited as cover. Um, Terrible thing to say, but it's true. Um, So my wife was there. I was there.
0: Why were you invited?
1: His wife, who's chief operating officer of the National Academy of Sciences, was there, and my host, John Peterson, and his wife. Uh, Interestingly, she didn't know who was coming to dinner until that afternoon, he wouldn't tell her. And then she finds out like two hours before we appear, there's this UFO expert and the CIA director and his wife coming for dinner. Can you imagine being that wife? That was an intro, I'm sure that night was an interesting conversation after we all left. But um, that's how these things are done. The, the, The real tragedy of it though, is that if you have a breakdown in government this severe, those of you who are students of governance, where you can have a CIA director or senior members of the military who are being left out of something very important and which hundreds of billions of dollars per year are going into, then you have no government. So the deep national security state from 19...
0: Oh, oh, did I kick you off again? Damn, Greer. I'm sorry, he's putting me night-night, guys. I couldn't take it. Uh, well, I mean, first off, he's full of shit. That's not how things are done. They're not going to allow the CIA director to go to some party where anybody sitting across the street with a scanner can listen to everything he's saying. That's just the most crack, crap or shit I've ever heard. Um, people. So a friend of ours used to work with the organization a long time ago. He used to go by the uh, Nick as the orb man because he could always get orbs appear and do weird. shit. So, um, he was a lawyer, he had a good bit of money. So, he took his all office, one of his uh conference rooms, and he put these little devices in all of the uh plugs and outlets and switches that made this ambient noise so you couldn't record. On top of that, he soundproofed the whole damn thing and then he put cameras always watching outside. So, we'd have regular meetings because we, you know, with abductees, so we knew people couldn't hear at least a dozen times i look out the window. There's a guy sitting across the street with the scanner trying to listen. Twice I walked over and said, excuse me, you having a good time? Can't hear anything, can you? And and then they would just drive off what they were trying to hear. But that's the point. You're in D.C. You really think the head of the CIA is moving around and nobody knows where he's at? Really? You can bet your ass that the whole Chinese and, Russian government was out there listening. That's how you know this is a load of crap, because this would have never happened that way. But anyway, take it for what it is, people. Well, I've been doing no, this a long time myself.
2: When, when they do any kind of disclosure yeah. like that for a cabinet member, that's usually they take them up to Camp David, up, up here in Upper Maryland. And yeah, there's a couple of places there.
0: Are, um, yeah, there's a couple of places they can go. There's some secured rooms. There's a couple of places that you can go have this conversation in a secure environment where nothing can be heard, only from the inside of the room. But go into somebody's house to discuss something that's top secret with the head of the CIA, which Bria, I'm having a hard time. You even got the meeting, but still in an open forum in somebody's house where everybody can hear. Uh, I'm sorry, dude. Uh, I'm just I'm just not buying it. the host was grip. John Podesta? I think that's what he said. I'm not sure. Yeah, of course, did he say that the host message.
2: is John Podesta?
0: Yeah. So, well, but that just tells you. he. A lot of these th- stories he just makes up as he goes along. Well, I've never heard anybody ever back him up. I've never heard CIA director go, oh, yeah, I met him at, at such and such a dinner party. Have you heard that anywhere? No. Uh, if he knew that, why don't he get the guy to come out, sign on a book or something, say, hey, I'm such and such. And, no, I think he knew Podesta, but I don't I don't think that's what actually happened. Because I can't see the head of the CIA going anywhere that the Russians or Chinese or South Koreans or anybody, North Koreans or anybody could listen to him at. And going to an unsecure home, which is what most politicians' homes are, uh, it's hard to believe that you would do that and take mm-hmm. that kind of chance. It's hard to believe you'd even take the CIA director there not without some kind of entourage. Just saying, people. Take it for what you want to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes the best way to think about this stuff is logical and, and the way things really are in the world and not just because something... Yeah, well, it depends. Well, look, he's gotten... Uh, what has he gotten here? Seven to 10,000 people on most of these... No, he's making money on TikTok too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how you do it. You just monetize everywhere. It's not that I'm against making the money when if if you're really contributing something good to the field, and uh, making money and that's 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 your livelihood. Hey, that's the way it goes. He's got one hundred two thousand likes. He's following six people, and forty thousand people are following him. Damn, I thought he would have had more po- followers in there. I'm kind of surprised.
2: Yeah, 40000
0: I was kind of surprised. I thought he'd have more than that. Uh, What, DeSantis? No, we're not talking about DeSantis. I, I, no, that's not going to happen. I know y'all love y'all some Ron DeSantis, but that's not going to happen. Hmm. What do you mean? What's my most famous TikTok? I don't do TikTok. Really. My dogs do, but I don't. There might be some pictures of me up there and stuff, but... I don't really do uh TikTok. I I, I should. I, and people ask me all the time to come on and talk about different things. I just don't seem to have it in my time frame. Uh here, let's see if y'all can see this. What the hell is that?
2: <laughs> the page you just had up. <laughs>
0: That's a a mute. Well, I was just trying to put this page up, but it won't let me put it up, so let me try it again. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Stop screen. Present screen. Share screen. There you go. There we go. This is the alien hunter. That's the alien hunter, people. Oops. Now, why is my screen doing all this crazy stuff? Okay, let's get rid of this. Yeah, see, y'all recognize that face? Look at that lovely face, man. Yes, that's me, people. That's me. I'm uh, still in boot camp there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that little thing on there is a reserve thing. That little pen—that's the only pen I had. And I was still in boot camp. I don't know. Somebody said, "Can you prove you served?" There you go. <laughs> 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 there you go, my friend. I don't know what else to tell you. I know, I know, I know Ladies, I look good in them Cracker jackson mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You got to see when I stand that with them thirteen buttons strapped on. Holy crap! I don't know how people even breathe in that stuff. Mm-hmm. No, that's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's right out of boot camp. I just, I just happened to see the picture. It's in my feed. Oh, look, at guy. That. Oh, that's Jay. Trying to escape.
2: Oh, look at that little kitty cat.
0: Yeah. Oh, trouble. Uh oh, they keep that back. That's hmm. UFO stuff there. This is a picture that one of our hosts got. I can't uh there's no way to pull it blow it from, up. Not from here, I can't. It's uh oh look at that rat. How can y'all love rats like that? That is a lot of actually UFO pictures on a lot of videos on here. Yeah. A lot of videos of other stuff too. That is my dog becoming the Jedi. See, there she is. She's a Jedi. You don't like that lightsaber? You mean it's a cool lightsaber? Yeah. I got that at, uh, Oh, there y'all go here. See, look, I don't even live up North and look at that. Look at that shit. Look at that ice, man. That's serious ice. Mm-hmm. It is Bobby, right? You know what that's from? I put the hose out spraying through the air at night. <laughs> oh, and I yeah, I lo- <laughs> yeah, I just I just let it kind of mist. It just freeze out. I love hey, these. I was about They're- to
2: say, it looked like Mr. Freeze had come through and just yeah. freeze gunned your tree.
0: <laughs> so this, I, put, I post about 50 of these a year. These are roadblocks done right across the zone. You can't see right now. There's a bayou right down below me right there where I live. And then there's a highway on the other side of the bayou. And the cops, they roadblock like a son of a bitch there. I know it not got nothing to do with UFOs, but it just aggravates me to see it. That's in post-Christian Mississippi, people. So beware on the holidays or any weekend night. Stay away from that. That's a cool ass shot of the sun in the daytime. Yeah, I know. I do a lot of Photography up, and that's wow, wow. That's an evil one. Well, you see, she's wearing her little thing back there, her little tutu, little tutu. <laughs> that's that's when you know Daddy's bored. <laughs> uh This, these, okay. I haven't posted it yet, but I'm gonna post one from last night. Dead helicopters just ringing my house last night, flying over to the middle of them for a good hour. Well. You always know when we're going to war if you live here because we, we live by Eglin Air Force Base and the CB base in NASA. And uh, anytime we're going to war, all of a sudden you will see just tons of activity all over the place. I mean, it gets crazy. That's crepe Myrtles. Oh, look at that sunset. Yeah. Oh, that's an evil thing. I'm looking for some UFO pictures, but I guess they're not in here. Yeah. You know, see, that's another one just coming over the house. They just come hovering over the house. It's gotten to be a thing. Oh, that's a face. Oh, and this TikTok wouldn't let me play. This this is a, just a typical drive to work in the deep south. You see how you can't see out the freaking windows. <laughs> I had this on recording and I was talking and TikTok said, nope. So we're not going to let you do it. I guess they thought I was going to get hurt or something. Okay, there you go. There's my backyard. Look, there y'all guys go. Beautiful sunset. There's the bayou right there. Gorgeous sunset going across right there. Yeah. Cooking backyard. We were getting rid of all of that. And let's get that out of there. Um, my favorite UFO case. My favorite alien abduction. My favorite. My favorite UFO case. I oh. don't. Uh, maybe Mexico City. Not Roswell, no. You know what? Shag Harbor was good. Shag Harbor was a good case. Um, the one in the one in in Pennsylvania, I'm not sure if that wasn't Russian. Yeah, I've gotten mixed mixed reviews.
2: Yeah, Kexburg could it could have been a uh, either a Russian satellite or a Russian um, lunar lander that uh, went haywire on a test pre. 60s was because Kexburg was what 59.
0: Yeah, Alexa. 59, when was the Kexburg UFO case? Sorry, I'm not sure. Oh well, she's a dumbass. Oh, I'm sorry, people. That's hey, Google
2: knows. Hey, Google, what year was the Pennsylvania UFO Kexburg
0: incident? I don't understand. <laughs> Neither <laughs> one. They're both being ignorant tonight. Where's Syria? I'm asking Syria. <laughs> Siri's always ignorant. Uh, no, nah, I'm serious. People say she's always ignorant. Uh, let's see. Oh, wait, here we go. This might have been the one I was looking for. Let's see if this is it. Um, okay. Well, this might be one. This ain't the one I'm looking for, but we'll play this one too. So uh, where is presets? Share my screen. Dr. Stephen Greer. And I'm about to remember to take this off of YouTube tonight
1: that this information that he had, uh, which allowed for a car to run out of the ambient energy, uh, was, uh, in documents confiscated by the FBI. And I have a doc, department of defense document demanding that the FBI turn these over to the DOD, the FBI refused. At any rate, last
0: I heard, Stan Le Romanak was in jail. The walls
1: of the universe are, in fact, so oh, good. And they can be discovered here or around Alpha Centauri or any place else in the cosmos. By 1928 and 29, true, Townsend and Brown, as well as the Koloski Frost experiment in physics in Germany, had determined that VHV, very high voltage systems, done in a certain resonant field, could result in so called electromagnetogravitic effect. The lifter effect that has been described, which
0: you see in part one. it also
1: can create what's called a space, what a space-time bubble around an object, so that you can correct for one g. This, this is how congressman's these about to follow hmm. At 1965 what was the Pittsburgh the dynamic uh, physics would describe, and can make right-hand turns without killing the occupants. Around this same time, there was in the 1940s and the late 1930s, a number of UFO sightings. This included the so-called Put the polygraph on Yes, it. it's a famous rock group. However, the Foo Fighters took their name from the reports of these objects seen in the theater of World War II that were flying around our aircraft. We thought it was a secret weapon of the Nazis. The Nazis thought it was a secret weapon of ours. Uh, there was Jimmy Doolittle, the famous general. His Nephew is a dear friend of mine, and he has testified that General Doolittle was sent by FDR over to the European Theater in World War II, investigated the Foo Fighters, and came back and told Roosevelt, and I quote, they are interplanetary vehicles. So by then, there began a classified program, uh, and which was augmented further by events, as mentioned, in 1941, and then of course, the famous Roswell event. (laughs) Those events led to, as Philip Corso describes, a reverse engineering program. As you all know from the famous Wilbur Smith document of 1951 from Canada, it talks about that flying saucers exist, but there's a high-level team headed up by Dr. Vannevar Bush that is studying the, quote, motus operandi of these vehicles. These were the most brilliant scientists, Edward Teller, Oppenheimer, and others, Herman Oberth, amongst others, who were in this team studying how uh extraterrestrial vehicles move in october of 1954 a key date i want the committee to remember we have actionable intelligence from someone who has worked in the national security agency and it's been in the vault all of this went deep black because they figured out at that point gravity control so since 1954 october of that year we have not needed rockets, jets, internal combustion engines, and surface railways between cities. I say this with authority that this is the case. Eventually, these breakthroughs in human discovery were complemented by the study of the extraterrestrial material that were retrieved from these events. And contrary to most people's thoughts, the Roswell event was actually a a downing of an extraterrestrial vehicle by an electromagnetic system that was hidden in a radar dome that was switched on, and this is in an FBI document that I can provide for the committee and is on the flash drive given to the Congress. Uh, the result ultimately was that there were trans-dimensional physics that began to be studied that deal with the nexus between electromagnetism, energy generation, anti-gravity, and consciousness. And we have discovered that there is a nexus and that, in fact, there are electromagnetic systems that have been developed that can interface directly with what we call coherent thought, the same way that you can interface with uh, a system with lasers, which is coherent light, where you sync up all the wavelengths. Ultimately, this, uh, these breakthroughs were
0: Dude, he's cockers, looking at
1: shit in the biological sciences. Uh, and the experimentation with cloning. And this began many years earlier than was reported from Dolly uh, the Sheep in Scotland. This goes a little beyond, I think, what this committee wants to look into. However, you need to understand that the technologies that we have, and we were discussing are not theoretical. We have actionable intelligence that any committee in Congress or executive action can find regarding current operations. And I just wanna go through a list of them very quickly of these facilities and corporations for which we have witnesses who uh, can be subpoenaed by the committees of the Congress. Uh, this was developed at the request of Congressman Christopher Cox of Orange County and with whom I met and was later de- further developed for uh, the briefing for that we put together for President Obama. These facilities are the Edwards Air Force Base and subsections where uh, on at the uh, dry lake bed where the Lockheed uh, Skunk Works operations, Haystack Butte, China Lakes, George Air Force Base, and the closed Norton Air Force Base where an anti-gravity device, so-called alien reproduction vehicle for which we have the schematics was seen by Frank Carlucci and others on our witness team. Uh, tabletop Mountain and Blackjack Control and Blackjack Control. Uh, the aerospace facilities there are the Northrop Ant Hill facility, Tihon Ranch, the McDonnell Douglas Lano plant, Lockheed Martin, Helendale plant, and the this guy thinking
0: about it. Should I the this guy Nellis Air killed?
1: Force facility, so-called Area 51? No one calls it that. <laughs> There's S4 and S12, Pahoot Mesa, Groom Lake, and a n- number of sub-facilities. The most important facility is in Utah, near Provo, the Dugway Proving Grounds, all of which is underground, and the airspace above it is classified. There are no roads into this facility. The New Mexico facilities include Los Alamos National Labs with underground connectors to the so-called Dulce area, where the biological work is being done, and Kirtland Air Force Base in the complex.
0: Okay, all of this stuff he's talking about, there is zero uh, when I say zero, there is zero evidence of this. Everything he just came talked mm-hmm. about came from one or two different people, both of which have been interviewed, neither of which would have taken a polygraph, and he still won't. So you have to take this in consideration. Yeah, I
2: mean, he, he's not saying anything directly, you know, controversial. I mean, Los La- Alamos, Alamogordo, and Sandia National Labs are all part of the Roswell incident. They're no. All three of those facilities are, are right there. And well, it's like he likes to actually, use the it's word "actual."
0: Right.
2: Yeah, actual. So well, they, they, he's got yeah, whatever that means. But well, uh, well yeah, doesn't mean know, anything. But he's talking. He's talking about the Roswell incident, and that they, the there's latest rumor is that um, <clears throat> Generals Roger Ramey and uh, Nathan Twining uh, set up a, a trap for the UFOs, and they 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 brought some fissionable material over to White Sands. And, and set up Alamogordo with these uh, new targeting radars that they supposedly were going to try to use to shoot the, the UFOs down. And supposedly that they're saying—I mean, not, not not the generals Twining and Ramey aren't saying that because they're dead now—but uh, they're saying that these these uh, these new radars were able to interfere with their flight systems and they shot down three of them. That's just well, you, the current. You don't believe you don't you you you're in a disagreement with me on that one. I'm just. Repeating well, I don't. I
0: don't. The only reason I disagree on it is because I know what's in space. And uh, there's nothing that we can produce on a radar here that's not already being produced in space at much higher rates. That's the only reason. Mm-hmm. See, that, and there's one other little piece of this puzzle people don't like to talk about. But two different scientists said, We brought a UFO back from Germany. That's the one we had at Roswell. Not something that crashed, not something that was even picked up when it crashed. They said, We crashed it. And there was, and people don't realize this, but there was two crash sites, not one. There was Roswell and Corona. So Roswell was, uh, must have been like an escape by because I can't see any, any spaceship that would go into deep space is not going to break up on impact. It's just going to come in as one chunk. Um, if, if you can take a micrometeor at close to light speed, you're not going to break up on impact. You may impact Earth, you may disintegrate, or you may just be like a lump sitting there, but you're not going to, it's not going to break up. And it's not, definitely not going to break up the way they described the debris field of the one at, at, at what's it, at Mac Brazel's Ranch. Now, the one in Corona was different. The one in Cadrona, there was a whole craft, a large craft that had impacted itself in the side of a mountain. And when the Boy Scouts walked up on it, there were four bodies laying next to each other that looked human but were glowing this really weird, like they'd been contaminated with some kind of high-end radiation, almost like they were melting. So you've got the recovery bodies at Roswell, which sounds like the aliens probably ejected trying to get out the craft because humans effed it up and crashed it. But they still recovered the ship and brought it back. But you have to remember, there's no way any race of aliens, not even our own race, would we have let somebody take one of our craft and take our people and not went and got it back. Uh, we'd have been like, no, that's not going to work for us. And why would any advanced alien race want to give us any type of weaponry that could do them harm?
2: Well, even if it does even if it wouldn't, even if it would do them harm, it, it would possibly be more harmful to us. Probably so, because we will turn it on ourselves first. Yeah, when we shoot anybody else.
0: Well, it might not even be that. It might just be simply a byproduct of what it makes. Uh, our, our, you know, their, their, their bodies are different than ours, which means they're going to be able to take. Different kind of things, but but the last report I had read on the gray at Roswell said he went home anyway. So they said they came and got him. Um they came and retrieved the bodies and retrieved the gray. And it did make sense because they would let us keep a craft. So if this was like a scout craft or something, you know, maybe a shuttle craft or something like that, I could see something like that being brought down i can't see any like fighter one type or any space type craft that we'd have any way of I, mean, I don't even think we, i don't think a nuke would bring them down um they're flying through either gates or portals or something so whatever it is their halls have got to be pretty intense uh so i don't i don't really don't and they're not scared of our and, nukes
2: and and they might they might survive being near a nuclear explosion they might survive but, the the sonic blast the heat blast the, the concussive blast but uh, and they might even survive the radar. But if they're directly at ground zero when it goes off, I'm sure that that explosion, would no. will destroy their vehicle. So
0: at Bikini Atoll, there's two pictures. One of the UFO coming into the nuclear blast and coming out the other side. I think they did it on purpose just to show them. And there's another one where it's sitting over, I forgot what carrier it was when it, when it was detonated. And you can actually see it blimp over the thing. And then as it rolls back in, you can see it as it moves off to the side. And let's not forget, they've come out of volcanoes while the volcano was erupted. They've gone
2: into volcanoes while they're erupting.
0: Which is equivalent to a nuke. So I'm not really (laughs) thinking... See, people have to take this in consideration. There's no way to travel in deep space at the speeds needed to get around without a ship that can withstand anything on this planet. There's nothing on this planet that should be able to damage them in any shape, form, or fashion. We don't have the kind of energy it would take to penetrate a hull like that. We just... You know, according to um, – so Pond Gap and Har Facility were designed to, to build this – it's basically a giant laser, and they use it – right now they're using it to punch holes in the os- ionosphere, but they can target it. it remember, Pond Gap was d- designed for the defense of outer space. It's actually its mandate is to defend anything from outer space, and outer space means beyond the moon. So really mm-hmm. it means beyond the solar system, but – they're talking about this. This has been here a long time, uh, which Reagan put all this in place because Reagan knew something the rest of us didn't know. Reagan didn't think the aliens were friendly because he instituted four programs that which says just otherwise. Yeah. Uh, and he's got on TV and talked about what happened to an alien invasion seven times. So I don't know. I think he would know more than Greer. Yeah.
2: And, and if you, if anyone's seen the STS 48 uh, space no shuttle no. mission, uh, what you're seeing in that is that that laser beam is what's being shot up from Pine Gap into yep. the, the Pine Gap's in Australia,
0: yeah. And it didn't even get close to the damn thing. Look, this, even- this, this this is the UFO, this is his laser. The UFO's sitting there, it's playing with it. The laser's coming, laser's coming, laser's coming. It wasn't, yep. it didn't even have a shot, it was not even a chance it was going to get close to it. And we've had thousands of, I mean, hundreds of pilots now testify that. We can't get close with no missiles, no jets, no bullets can get close to them. Bullets travel at Mach 6. They can't even catch up with the Missiles travel can travel fast. Well, only the hypersonic missiles can travel faster than Mach 6, but uh they're not going to catch them. There's nothing here that's going to be able to shoot one down or catch one. That has always been human arrogance is what that's been. We need to feel like we can take them down a notch. We need that so that we can know that we're not going to die or be eaten or wiped out. But right now, currently, if the grays or reptilians of humans wanted to take this planet, it would not be a big deal. And they wouldn't even use weapons. They'd probably use a virus. Um, so y'all might even take that in consideration that they could put a, a genetic virus out there or a virus man, a nan- nanites nanite to kill all of us in a day or they, two days. They
2: might not even need that with their technology. They may be able to, to, to just uh, focus a particular alpha wave at the planet and make everyone go to sleep with just, yeah, just a simple, you know,
0: so, uh, we, so we can do.
2: We can make people go to sleep with certain kinds of sounds and, and, and
0: yeah.
2: alpha waves and
0: whatnot. That when you are asleep, that so so the active. point being, people, is if they want us dead, we're dead. We'd that's be, really we'd be what it comes down now. to. So we know that that's that's not their agenda, but we also know that their agenda is not here to enlighten us or to help us because they've been here a long time and we're not very enlightened. Um Yeah,
2: according to Sitchin, they've been here four thousand, four hundred fifty thousand years um other people report they may have been here since before the dinosaurs that they've been terraforming this planet since before then you know who knows you know and it,
0: it, well if- the reptilians they say we're here doing a dinosaur era and they thought yeah they had predicted that the planet was going to be hit so someone on the ground some left but you know it's weird because they had a gentleman i was talking to just a long time ago and he was telling me he said did you ever stop to think that all the races we talk about are from this solar system i'm like what do you mean he said well think about it for a minute he said the Greys could have easily been from from uh, Mars. Their body would have been designed for that. He said the humans could have been from Venus. The reptilians could have been from here. And when the, when the system got wiped out, or he said, or or somebody could have been from the middle planet. Maybe that's what the humans were from the five G planet because they're bigger than we were. The one that was in between Mars and Jupiter. So whatever it was, something happened. And you have four planets that were impacted. You have the planet between Mars and Jupiter, which is no longer there. But, by the way, I had somebody write to me the other day. They go, oh, Joe, that, that was an unformed planet. Ah, they don't think that anymore because some of the stuff they found can only be created under compression of a mass compression, like the
2: size. Under a like, the in compression of a, an accretion disk. So yeah, whatever, whatever whatever was there, it became a planet. And then something uh, either something threw it off its axis and it, it, it broke up. And allegedly, according to Velikovsky, part of it smashed into Earth, yep. tilting the Earth's axis Porous. and dropping you know, a big chunk of metal into the center core of
0: our planet. And-, and something crashed into Venus and something crashed into Mars all around the same time. We know Mars died between 55 and 67 million years ago, same time Earth between 59 and 64 million years ago. They don't know about Venus, but they're pretty sure that's when it went too. So, and then don't we'll forget mars probably didn't have moons until this planet blew up uh and gave it to to the asteroids because they're asteroids they're not actually moons and the uh, venus has sure. no moon
2: and then there's the other the other weird anomaly is venus all the planets yeah it goes in backwards this solar system counterclockwise every planet counterclockwise venus rotates clockwise now, the only other exception to that rule is, is one of the moons of Uranus. Is it still rotates clockwise, but instead of rotating up and down like this, it's been knocked over on its side, and it's going around the planet that way. But other than that, every, it's just every body in this solar system rotates in a counterclockwise direction except for Venus, which indicates that it did not form in the inner solar system of this planet system. It came from somewhere else.
0: Yep. Yeah,
2: it may yeah. be rotating the same way as everybody else.
0: Well, remember, too, people, a lot of people seem to think that uh, Earth was deposited here from the Sagittarius galaxy. So right now, the Milky Way's eating the Sagittarius galaxy up not far from where we're at in, in cosmic terms. Um, and there's a big group of red uh, giants around us that came from that galaxy, and we're right smack in the middle of them. So. They don't know if we were actually here or we were part of the migration, uh, then there's a big argument, it's a 50 50 argument right now. Uh, 50% of them say that's we came from there, which would be another reason aliens would be wanting to look at us if we were from a different galaxy and came to live in their galaxy. That would be worth looking for it in itself. But that's the whole thing about science, we've got so much of this to keep up with. Um, uh, yeah, whoever, t- yeah, Army, I've seen it now. Stan, last I heard was um. On permanent, it was, was on vacation. And even if he gets out, I don't think he's going to be allowed to use the internet. I don't, you, Greer's an idiot. I don't know why he thinks he's a ufologist. Greer tells a lot of stories that he never backs up. Uh, so somebody goes, Well, he got, he did disclosure with 55 people. Yeah, with 55 people, but who were these people? You know, didn't have any real evidence because the government would have never allowed him to come forward. And like it the Crush guy.
2: Real evidence, they probably would have all been assassinated before they even got anywhere yeah. near well, this It's condition. like
0: It's like the Koresh guy that Greer brought to Congress. He's a spook, but he he tells you. He heard about all this stuff. He never saw any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's people, I'm sorry, but secondhand knowledge when it comes to this is bullshit. And there's so much of this. And again, Greer has an agenda. He's making money off of this. You don't take my word for it. Check him out for yourself. He's making money off all this and quite a lot of money off all of this. I guarantee you he's making more money than 95% of the people who believe uh, or or attend any of his stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't don't have to take my word for it. Check it out for yourself.
2: Yeah, he's he's definitely Uh, Well, you
0: know what I'll do? On one of the news shows, I'll I'll post the way he does it. But, well, no, he does. He does a lot of lectures. He does a lot of traveling. He speaks a lot of places. And I think he gets – George Norrie gets $5,500 a lecture. So I I would think Greer would get, get at least that. Yeah, plus, you know, speaking engagements and stuff like this and uh, compensation, and they're going to send Congress a bill if you watch. Uh, Janine, yeah, so the asteroid belt is going to make Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos trillionaires. Mm-hmm. Probably be Elon first because he seems to have the idea how to get there. Well, there, there is, so that one gold asteroid they found, just that one, and there's more than one, is worth more money than everything on the planet combined. Every precious anything that's on this planet combined still does not come up to how much that asteroid is worth. Could you imagine getting your fingers on it? I know, huh? But we got to get out of here because I know um, the Outer Realm is coming up with, of course, the lovely ladies, Amelia Passano and Michelle DeRocha. They'll be up. and Well, they're probably up now. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: so, but if, it, you know, off. in the future, if y'all want to hear some more Greer stuff, send it in and we'll we'll talk about it. And the one I wanted, because I wanted to do it on TikTok and go word for word with him, but I see TikTok's already pulled it down. So there's yeah. a lot of stuff he said now that was, hmm. Well, y- y'all heard him. I mean, he, and he talks a lot of BS stuff and he, and he talks a lot of spatial stuff and dimensional stuff. And if you were watching the congressman in his video, they were falling asleep. Yeah, and then he just started naming off base after base off a of base. Well, anybody can go get a map and find out what bases are where. Um, yes, I mean that's not a big thing. He didn't tell you what the bases were doing. He does believe in the story of Dulce, where that uh, the biologicals were where the aliens are controlling, were shooting up and killing the humans.
2: Yeah. Steve, Steve he, he, believed, or
0: whatever. he believes in all the the underground tunnels running all over the United States. So. That's a lot of conspiracy stuff, people. None of that's all, none of that's been proven. No witnesses of any consequence have ever come forward on that. And I'll tell you all a secret. I got friends in Boeing. I got friends in Los Alamos. I got friends in a lot of other places. And they don't verify none of that. They say most all those stories are bullshit. Well, like I said earlier, let me say, if you're going to go around machine gunning up a bunch of greys, you don't think they're going to re- not retaliate? Have you all ever seen a gray mothership? We're not talking about them little gray saucer things. We're talking about a great mothership. Yeah, it's it's plenty big enough to wipe out this planet without any real effort at all. Mm. Even even their big transport ships are plenty big enough to wipe out Earth. Yeah, well, they've been seen before, and they the um, the mini motherships I like to call them have been seen. We never could figure this out. It Took a while. We used to get these these pictures of these reptile ships. Not reptilian shit. So I'm sorry um we used to get these pictures of these ships they were you know they were pretty long pretty wide but they were rectangular shaped and we were like what is this and sometimes they'd have three bombs on the top or one bump on top and two on bottom And, and nobody everybody was like what the hell and then we realized what they were it was landing places for the saucers and each one could hold up to i think 14 saucers so once or twice they seen them with a full load and got pictures of them yeah they're big they're they're you can fit in the carriers yeah they're they're that's basically what they are but they're not the motherships these things can fit inside the motherships and, and they're bigger than any any group of carriers we have on the planet you know they're big um they're doing their job picking up and retrieving their ships all of them have ships here well you're talking about charles hall's aliens we'll have to get in and out on another show because we're out of time but that's at area 53 yes Yes, there's lots of areas out there in those deserts between New Mexico and West California that are, have some interesting stuff in it. And as many and the times, the
2: entire central core of, of Nevada was was cut up uh, where Nellis is. In different, different, various sizes and shapes of areas, and they were area number one through I don't know 100, 200, whatever. Yeah, that's why I got Area 51 and Area 52 from these were places where they were going to test nuclear bombs and you know, new fighter planes and new new bombers and jets and airplanes. Yeah. And all that. So it's it's cut up in, in those areas for a specific reason to zone it out. For but tests. there's
0: actually from the Boeing facility in West, I think it's near well, anyway, it's in, in West California, all the way. To Stevensville in Texas, there's actually one no-fly zone in that whole section. They overlap each other. Uh, So so you can actually cruise across four states now with no one watching at all. Unless you happen to be driving underneath like Senator McDonald was when we met him. Um, No, not McConnell, McDonald. And uh, you're not going to see anything. Well, that's how we found out about the X-117s and all. They used to fly on the edges and get busted every once in a while. So we knew they weren't alien because they were flying inside the testing areas. Yeah, so we we knew pretty sure they weren't alien. They were ours. I still don't see us flying any real. You know, people tell me all the time, well, we've had flying saucers since 1920. Really, well, we haven't flown one yet. And even if Roswell was a crash that we recovered and tried to fly, or one we got from Germany and tried to fly, it doesn't matter because it still ain't flying today. And if Bob Lazar is talking true about the sports model, we're still not flying them today. This is 2023.
2: We're not not flying the alien versions, no, but there are some human-made constructs. I forget what they call that. Um, But in in any event, there's some human-made UFO vehicles made from reverse engineering that that we are operating. And uh, allegedly those are the ones that Bob Lazar was taking his friends to on Wednesday nights on the, on the, uh, um, Freedom Hill or whatever that mountain is, where they you could look before they took it over, and where they you could took look it into over, yeah. Area 51 and they were watching these these UFO test sites every Wednesday night. So those are probably human made versions, not the alien versions.
0: They um well, no, they we've attempted a lot of different versions. We just don't have anything that can reproduce what they do yet. Um we we got some stuff. I mean, they say the T R three Bs can make it to Mars and back in under a, a couple of hours, but uh is that true? I mean, they were supposed to be flying there since 1979 with the Russians were supposed to be co-partners on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is some evidence to it, but still there's not enough to to make it a thing. You know, it's, 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 it's one of those things that just kind of floats on top that you got to wonder about. Well, you know, a lot of people mm-hmm. believe they've been colonies on Mars for a long time. Oh yeah. Uh, they believed that for a long time. And a lot of people believe that the Germans made it to the moon. Hmm. I don't know. I guess they're living inside because nobody else sees them up there.
2: Well, I'm sure any Germans that made it up there from World War II are probably a couple of skeletons by now.
0: I know. huh? Uh, Frankie G. Uh, you mean, does Greer have any credentials for this? He was a medical doctor.
2: Mm. Yeah, he is not a scientist, nor is he a physicist or a rocket engineer. <sighs> just a matter of what do you
0: mean do do i I, okay so yeah i actually do have some credentials in this even though i I, i'm more into the abduction side than the alien side but really and truly so let's see i have degrees in advanced avionics and advanced electronics advanced aircraft recognition right three those three could put me in an expert category because frankly i know how planes fly i know what to look like Mm -hmm. i you know i know pretty much everything that's in the sky that's ours i mean it's 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 a little bit different than what Greer knows. I also, because of those fields with a class 10 security clearance and special forces training, I'm in a much different bracket than Dr. Greer is. One, I've already been proven, tested, and tried that I won't wrap my government out. That's why I have such a clearance. Mm, Yes, he doesn't have a clearance, which means he's very limited to what he can know. See, you can be told stuff. So people can tell you stuff if you have a clearance. You might not be able to repeat it to the general public, but you can repeat it to some other people. And it helps you to understand what's really going on, which allows you to take other courses to find that evidence somewhere else. But at least you now know that it exists. Uh, Greer has none of that. Greer just simply says he, he gets this guy or that guy. And he pays. Remember, everybody at this, the, um, the one in 2001 got paid oh yeah. sorry, that's how it works. Um, I'm look I'm all for the truth. that's what I'm after. you know I I'm, I mean if I'm, it's kind of split for me because we do so much abduction research and yes, I do know voice stress analysis and hypnosis, private investigation. I got a lot of I a lot of pedigrees going on here. So yeah I' I'm, I'm what you call it. even though none of this voice stress analysis, facial recognition, body language, all of that I took, not because i was in ufology because i worked for companies where i needed it to hire and fire employees yes but it it worked out good for me down the line yeah all of it did hypnosis my wife learned first and um and then i learned it voice stress i was taught to by a state trooper Mm -hmm. i'm good at it too don't, always, don't need it most of the time, but it's nice to have people on record. If Capel Green ever comes out, you'll see one of the sessions I did with uh, Larry Warren. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are sessions I did with Peter Robbins and Larry Warren, but they were taped. Uh, they were taped sessions there. Maybe one of these, I'll, I'll release those. They're somewhere in my computer, <laughs> in one of my computers, on some hard drive somewhere. You know, I just gave away seven computers. I hope they weren't on none of those hard drives. But anyway, guys and girls, we got to go. Be sure you come check out Jay on Friday night. Uh, he's the hostess with the mostest (laughs) co hostess with the mostest co hostess with the mostest. No, Jeffrey (laughs) Pritchard. It's Jeffrey Pritchard show. No, well, well, we're trying, we're we're looking for hosts right now. We got a new show that's coming out, it's going to be just for authors and illustrators. So that's all it's going to be about. Uh, any author, illustrator you want. Um, We'll we'll do some from the L. Ron Hubbard group We're going to do them from other groups as well But it's just what it's going to be for Nothing else We'll put it on Saturday So it's got a good listening audience I don't know who's going to host it I've been talking I I bug Jay about it I bug Jeffrey about it I bug uh, somebody else about it Well, I need people who read Or either are authors Or have a knack for knowing who authors are Or knowing a lot about the different subject matter That we're talking about Yes, because there's a lot of stuff we cross. And uh, being as Paranormal Radio Network, there's a lot of subject matter that gets crossed. Yes, there is. Well, we do politics and all of that too, but that's a whole different realm. We do do It's just
2: paranormal. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) These days it is. Isn't it? Oh, man, I'm telling you, these days it's definitely paranormal. Uh But again, we got to go. Y'all go check out Michelle and Amelia. Tell everybody we said hi. Uh, I'll be talking to them later in about an hour or so. On that note, good night and have a good evening. And for all our friends in Israel, we wish you the best. Actually, for everybody in the Middle East, we wish you all the best. We hope no one else has to die. On that note, good night and see you Friday.